Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, my name is James, and welcome to The Sleep Pod. The podcast that some people are describing as the audio equivalent of sliding into a warm and slightly amusing bath. Every episode, I make up a meandering and relaxing story, almost entirely from scratch, with the intention of helping you get in the mood for some soothing slumber. The word that I will be using as a starting off point for this episode has been selected by my lavishly expensive marketing team. And for some reason, they have chosen the word facts. They seem like a clever bunch, so maybe they know something about the obsolete technology making a comeback. Who knows? Before I start, I'd like to thank everybody who has listened so far. If you've been enjoying it, please consider giving the podcast a review or a rating on your podcast playing service of choice, if that option is available to you. Now, get yourself comfortable, dim the lights, and I'll begin with this week's story. Facts. Maria was stood at her bar. In her bar. Maria's bar was called Maria's Bar. She liked the name because it was direct and to the point. There was no confusion about who owned the bar. It was a quiet evening. Her patrons were sat at their tables, quietly talking. Whilst some soft music was being played over the stereo system. She enjoyed her job, and she enjoyed working behind the bar. Her customers considered her good at her job. She knew how to make a wide variety of cocktails. She knew how to correctly pour a pint of Guinness. And she always ensured that her bar had an atmosphere of calm 
serenity. She made her way from behind the bar and went table to table, picking up any empty glasses that had been finished, and having friendly chats with her customers. At one table, there was a group of men who used to be in a motorcycle gang. But now they own a landscaping company. At another table, there was a group of accountants. When she first met them, she thought that they were going to be quite boring, but actually, they were very funny. As she was just approaching a table which had been recently vacated, a phone in the bar started to ring. She turned towards the bar. Yes, she thought. It's not the normal telephone. No, that is a fax coming through. When she had first installed the fax machine behind the bar, her regular customers had given her funny looks, questioned why she was investing in quite dated technology. Surely emails or text messages would be just as easy and convenient, they said to her. But she just smiled. No, she said. She had told them that she needed it for a very specific reason. A secret reason. A mysterious reason. Her regular customers had often talked amongst themselves trying to work out why she had a fax machine. Was she a spy or a secret agent? Maybe faxes are slightly more secure for some reason. They didn't know. There was a lot of theories, but none of them were correct. Her customers watched as she made her way back behind the bar. She reached the fax machine and tore off the strip of paper that had reeled out of it. The only thing that had been faxed to her was an address. To her customers, this made it even more mysterious. If they didn't know her as well as they did, they may have thought it may be for illegal purposes, but they knew her quite well. She was not that kind of person. She read the address 
folded the paper into a neat square and put it in her pocket. She turned to Adrian, one of her members of staff, who, although it was his evening off, was always happy to jump in. Even he didn't know what the messages were about or why she went. But he respected her and he knew it must be something important. His own personal theory was she was a superhero of some description. He didn't have any proof. It was just a feeling. And because of this, he was fine with the whole situation. Would you be able to work for a bit this evening? Maria asked him. He was already standing up and making his way to the bar. Of course, he said. She smiled. Thank you. She retrieved her jacket and her keys from under the bar and headed towards the door. Before she got to the door, Peter, one of her customers, asked her, Where is it that you go? She smiled. It's a secret, she said. Oh, I know, said Peter. Can't you give us a clue? She thought for a moment and considered saying something which would have been a very tenuous clue, something that wouldn't give them any real hope of working out what it is she does. But she decided against it just in case. No, she said. Peter sighed. Oh well, he said. Maria laughed and exited her bar. Outside, she jogged to her car whilst putting on her black leather jacket. It made her look very cool. When she reached her car, she checked her reflection in the driver's side window. Her job was very important and she needed to make sure that she looked the part. She smiled. She did. She got into the car, started the ignition and began to drive. It was a quiet evening on the road. There was little traffic around and the sun was just past the horizon, giving the sky a lovely orangey-purple hue. She reached over to the stereo. It was off 
then she pressed a button and it came on. She fiddled about with the buttons, trying to find a station that was playing music that would get her in the right frame of mind for the job she was about to do. Sometimes she listens to classical music, other times jazz. Recently she had started listening to French hip-hop. She didn't speak French and couldn't understand the vast majority of the words said by the French rappers. But she enjoyed it. Eventually she found a station that was playing pop hits from the 1980s and she listened to this for a couple of minutes. And then she thought, no, I need silence tonight. I need to be in the right frame of mind and this is not cutting it. She pressed a button on the radio which abruptly stopped a Duran Duran song and once again her car was silent apart from the low rumble of the engine and the sound of the tires on the road. Twenty-three minutes and forty-one seconds later she stopped the car outside a modest-looking home, somewhere on the outskirts of her town. She sat for a moment, watching. There was nobody else around. No other cars. No neighbors spying from behind net curtains. If she was a pessimist, she may have considered that it would have been too quiet, but she wasn't, so it was fine. She exited her car and made her way along the footpath towards the house. A single light was on next to the door, illuminating the house number. She retrieved the square of folded paper from her pocket, unfolded it and made sure she had the right address. Good, she thought, I do have the right address. She folded it back up and placed it back in her pocket. Then. She took two steps forward and firmly knocked on the house's front door. For a moment, she thought that nobody was home. But then, she could hear movement. 
she took a step back and she heard the door being slowly unlocked. The door opened. It had been opened by a man. He didn't look happy. In fact, he looked quite stressed, worried, concerned. Maria smiled. Hello, she said. The man looked at her. He had desperation in his eyes. Are you her? he asked. She nodded. She was. Thank goodness, said the man. My name is John. He held out his hand, and she shook it. Well, he said, you better come in. He stepped back and welcomed her into the home. The home was very tidy, old and well-worn, but clearly looked after furniture, decorated all the usual places furniture would go, mainly on the floors and up against walls. Maria was casually glancing around trying to get a feel for the home. I'm so glad you could come, said John. I don't know what to do. I am in quite the pickle. Maria nodded and smiled. Yes, she said. It will be fine. Most people feel exactly the same way before I have visited them. But trust me, it will be okay. John looked relieved. And then he took a deep breath. Okay, he said. Come into the kitchen. We don't have long. He started walking towards the kitchen. And she followed him. The kitchen was a well-illuminated room. It had a large fridge freezer with one of those ice dispenser things in the door. All the surfaces were very clean and the floor was spotless. It's not often that Maria went to people's houses and saw kitchens as clean as this. She hadn't seen anything terrible, but this was immaculate. She turned to John. Your kitchen. The level of cleaning. Can I just say? Wow. I'm impressed. Thank you, said John. Actually, cleaning kitchens 
is a bit of a hobby of mine. Ah, said Maria. I may have to get some tips from you after I've finished my work. John smiled. If you help me with my problem, I'll tell you anything. It's a good job I don't know any. Top secret. Secrets. Because right now, I would tell you them in a heartbeat. They both chuckled. So, said Maria. Yes, said John. So, well, here it is, he said, and indicated towards the table in the middle of the kitchen. In the middle of the table, there was a box that had been carefully positioned on top of a strip of wrapping paper. To the left of the box and the wrapping paper, there was a pair of scissors. To the right was a roll of adhesive tape. John indicated to the tape and let out a long sigh. I'd been trying for one hour and twenty minutes, he said, but it doesn't matter what I do. I can't find the end of the roll of adhesive tape. Maria nodded sagely. Well, she said, ever since I was young, I have always been able to effortlessly find the end of a roll of adhesive tape. I didn't think much of it at first. It didn't seem like a useful skill. But as I got older, I realized I had a gift. A gift that many people were envious for. That is why I do this as a job. To help people like you who are not as fortunate as I am. I will be happy to find the end of the roll of this adhesive tape for you, John, she said. She reached over and picked it up. John took a step back and eagerly watched her, sweat forming on his brow. Maria ran her thumbnail around the perimeter of the adhesive tape roll. She closed her eyes, letting her sense of touch be her dominant sense. Her eyebrow twitched. No, she thought, that is not the end of this roll of adhesive tape. It's just a bump in an uneven surface. 
She continued, slowly rotating the roll of tape in her left hand, while her thumbnail lightly touched the main wide thick bed on the roll. Her brow furrowed. She had stopped rotating it. John raised his eyebrows in anticipation. The corner of Maria's lip twitched. And then she opened her eyes, looking directly at John. I have found it, she said, before using her thumbnail to unstick the end. After a few careful picks, she was able to pull the roll, exposing a thin strip of adhesive tape to the air. John crumpled to his knees in delight and exhaustion and elation. Oh wow, thank you so much, he said, wiping a tear from his eye as he stood up. You see, it is my daughter's birthday today. I am really bad at time management. And it didn't get round to wrapping her gift. I thought, it'll be fine. I can do it while she and my wife are out. I will have it ready for them for when they return. But time kept on ticking by, and I was just unable to find the end of the tape. I had the gift and the paper all ready to go, but I couldn't do anything. Maria handed the tape to John. Yes, she said. It's a very common thing that occurs. I usually get a call like this maybe two, three times a week. Not counting the festive period, of course. Things can get a little bit hectic then. I see, said John, inspecting the tape. Well, I'm sorry to rush you, but I really need to finish wrapping this gift. I've got... He lifted his arm and looked at his watch. Fourteen minutes until my wife and child return. I must get this gift wrapped before they arrive. That's fine, said Maria. I will go. As soon as we sort out payment. Ah, said John. I'm so sorry. Here, picking up a large briefcase. 
he handed it over to Maria. She grabbed it, lifted it up slightly, and then down, and then up again, and then down again, to check the weight. Is that all of it? She inquired. Yes, said John. Forty thousand big ones, he said. You can check it if you like. Maria smiled. No, that won't be necessary. I trust you, she said. Now, you focus on getting that gift wrapped. I'll see myself out. Okay, said John. Thank you again. That's fine, said Maria, as she turned and left. Back inside Maria's car, she had sat down in the driver's seat. She was planning to drive again in a moment. She had the briefcase on her lap. Well, she thought, better safe than sorry. With a click, she unclipped the left latch on the briefcase and then did a similar thing with the right one. Carefully, she started to open up the briefcase, keeping an eye on her surroundings to make sure she wasn't being watched. She looked inside. Yes, this does indeed look like the correct amount of currency, she thought, before closing the briefcase putting it on the passenger seat and starting the car's ignition. A short while later, Maria entered her bar. The same customers who had watched her leave watched her enter. few bits of conversation were happening in hushed tones. More theories and speculations about what she did when she received faxes. She made her way back behind the bar, placed the briefcase under the bar. With a smirk, she watched everybody suspiciously looking at her. She smiled, secure in the knowledge that nobody would guess that the faxes were from customers who couldn't find the end on a roll of adhesive tape. Thank you for listening. To keep up to date, you can follow The Sleep Pod on Twitter at The Sleep Pod. Until next time, sleep well. <laughs>